0: Hey, welcome to the Play Move Improve podcast. You're listening to Robin Papworth. I'm a mum of three little ones, an exercise physiologist, developmental educator and early learning speaker. I'll be empowering you to set up engaging play activities to improve children's development, health and learning outcomes. Thank you for listening. Hi, Robin Patworth from Play, Move, Improve. Today I'm gonna to chat all about balance. You may have seen on my Facebook page at Play, Move, Improve, a little snippet about balance and why it's so important for us to challenge, slightly challenge children's balance. And then today I thought, why not add a bit more into my podcast? So balance is the ability to stay upright. We need balance to be able to walk up and down a set of stairs. We need balance to get in and out of a car without losing our balance. We need balance to be able to dodge and weave our friends 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 went out in the playground. We need balance to be able to stand on one foot and kick a football. We need balance to be able to navigate a playground, be able to go up and down the steps of a playground. Balance we use every day. We use balance right up until we even get into the elderly stages of our life. I started as an exercise physiologist in nursing homes and retirement villages running balance training for the elderly, and now I use my balance skills in a more play-based space for younger children who have difficulties with their balance. So, I'm going to t- to you about the main principles around balance and why it is so important for children to be moving and playing more at the moment. Balance has two stages. We have what's called proactive balance and reactive balance. So first one, proactive balance. Proactive balance is the ability to prepare our balance for something that may be about to happen. For example, I'm in my outdoor play space and I'm playing with my friends and I notice that my friend is about to come into my path and it may possibly clash. My body is already getting prepared for having to move my balance in a certain way to dodge my friend who's coming towards me. Proactive balance is the ability to plan how I'm going to react. And then reactive balance is making that move if I happen to lose my balance. So proactive balance is I'm adjusting my body position, adjusting where my feet are so that I don't fall over. And then if I was to happen to trip or start to fall over, reactive balance brings myself back up into upright so I don't actually fall over. So mostly when you see a child trip and catch themselves, that's the ability to have reactive balance. They felt their body move, what their center of gravity move out of where it should be, and they've reacted with their movement movement to adjust and keep themselves upright it's important that children have both or even adults have both proactive balance and reactive balance. Can we prepare our body over an obstacle course or over a small step in the path? Can we prepare our body so we don't lose balance? And then most importantly, can we slowly and gently react if we do happen to lose our balance and start to wobble on our feet? So those two principles you can usually see in children if, for example, they get towards a step or an obstacle course, there might be a small tire in, their way and you see that hesitation as they get towards trying to maintain their balance as they go across and then you may see children who trip over and have to have that delay in catching themselves back into balance that's that reactive balance so we look at children's development as they approach an obstacle and we also look at children's development as they navigate up and over the obstacle. What I recommended for an amazing kinder team today is it's important that we set up a play space that has a little bit of balance challenge in it. If, for example, we set up an outdoor play space and there's no obstacles for children to dodge, for example, the pathway around where the mud kitchen is goes straight out beautifully to an obstacle course and there's nothing in the way that they have to dodge, well, then we're not really challenging children's proactive and reactive balance. Where if, for example, from the mud kitchen on the way to their favorite obstacle course, there was a small tire or a small log or a small stick in the way that they had to navigate over, we're adding in that balance training without them even knowing. They just think that they're running around the yard but they're getting balance training by having small safe obstacles in the way. Now I'm not recommending that you put a risky obstacle in the way or something that is hidden underneath a blanket and they can't see it you want it to be obvious enough that they can see it but not too dangerous that it's too big we want to have small challenges to their balance that's a little bit risky but it's not going to be a risk to their health and safety so I always recommend just a small tire that they can visually see it's very obvious that it's there in their path and they either have to navigate it by going up and over it or they have to walk around it to navigate their environment we're challenging their balance systems even even when they're just moving from point A to point B. Another strategy that I gave was to have more barefoot outdoor play. So barefoot play, the reason why we encourage it is that we get somatosensory sensation through our feet. This leads me to my next chat about balance. There's three systems for our balance and how we feel our environment and keep ourselves upright. So the three systems are somatosensory, which we feel through our feet, Visual, which obviously we see through our eyes, and vestibular, which we experience in our inner ear. You'll see this a lot that if children have an ear infection, they might get a little bit wobbly and disoriented because the vestibular system in our inner ear teaches us that when we put our head up, down or up, then we have to adjust our balance. If you've been in one of my workshops and I've given you this challenge of standing on one foot and moving your head up and down, you'll know exactly what it feels like when your body goes really wobbly when we challenge our head movement. That's the vestibular system working to keep you upright. We use the vestibular system a lot when we're doing monkey bars because we're looking up and down. We do it over an A-frame because we have to move our head up and down to navigate over the A-frame. We use our vestibular balance when we're we're crawling, we use our vestibular balance when we're playing ball sports. If we have to all of a sudden look to our opponent, we have to look towards the moving ball, our vestibular system is moving, at our feet and our hips have to adjust, otherwise we fall over. The visual system is 80% of our balance. So if we have challenges with our vision, we can significantly have challenges with our balance. So it's always important if you have a child in your service that's a little bit clumsy, see if they had need glasses like these. Vision is really important also when we go from shaded areas to bright areas, when we come inside. So we've been outside in the nice bright sun and we come inside to artificial lighting, we may see some challenges with balance. We all know that when we close our eyes, our balance is challenged more. So again, when it's a safe environment, we might be in circle time on carpet. I encourage you to stand on one foot with our eyes open and our eyes closed and challenge those other systems of our balance. But obviously we don't do that when we're outside in a more risky environment. The third system is our somatosensory system. So as I said before, it's in the sole of our feet. So when we walk across sand, our feet give us sensation to adapt our body so that we don't fall over in the sand. When the texture changes from slippery floorboards to nice soft carpet, our balance will adjust to make sure that we don't fall over in either of those environments. The reason why we love barefoot play so much is it gives the body that somatosensory information and it's not dulled by by our socks and our shoes. This particular boy that I was observing this morning in his classroom had really clumpy boots on and he already had a balance challenge. So you could imagine how he was navigating his space. He was tripping over a lot, not solely due to his boots. Of course, he already had other challenges with his balance. But if you imagine me trying to do things, find motor activities with gloves on, My phone, my fine motor skills are gonna be more challenged with my gloves on. Similar to a child who has balance difficulties, if you put them in big clumpy boots or gum boots, it's gonna be harder for them. We need to try and make it easier for them so then they can challenge their balance in a safe way and start to build up that confidence with their balance. What I've seen in my own experience with my son, Hugh, who has poor balance, we've gotta build their confidence up. And this is where there's a fine line between challenging their balance and making them feel nervous about their balance. So I always recommend start by walking across very small balance beams, balance beams that are only just off the ground. So if the child was to lose their balance, it would just be a small step that they have to correct and catch themselves on the ground. I start on a very low balance beam and I don't hold their hands. What I see a lot is people holding children's hands as they navigate balance equipment. If the child really needs your hand to get them across the balance equipment, then the balance equipment may be too high. Try and bring the same balance equipment down a little bit lower or modify it by using different equipment so it's lower to the ground and then they don't need to use your hand. Because the challenge is when we hold a child's hand, we're changing their body system to how it should be balancing. I'm holding their hand so they're getting feedback about their balance from their hand, when I want them to get that feedback about their balance from their feet, when I'm holding their balance, my body is adjusting to keep them balanced rather than their own core muscles or their own hips are adjusting to keep themselves balanced. So if the child is nervous of the height being too high, just start by bringing the height down. Start by balancing and stepping across small cushions or small sticks on the ground. Start challenging them on smaller equipment, which they're confident with, and then once they get those additional skills then we can start to raise them up to a higher level but if we keep holding their hand across the balance equipment then it's going to become that our body is helping them balance rather than their body systems doing the work that it needs another thing that I also recommend is we want children to lose their balance just a little bit and then re-catch it react to their trip or react to their what we call a close call If I'm not challenging their balance enough, then they're not getting those close calls or those trips. They're not challenging their balance. They're living within their comfort zone. Hugh would have stayed inside his balance comfort zone forever. I had to find that really nice balance. So we did a lot of it inside on cushions or we used to hop over soft toys by developing the skills in a soft and calm environment not outdoors where things are hard or it's concrete or pebbles we want to do it in a nice soft environment then we can start to build up his confidence so we can take those same activities a soft toy can be taken outside on tambark or pebbles or sand and then we can challenge him from there it's a staged process we want to develop the children's ability to stand on one foot first then we want to develop their ability to step over an obstacle whether that be a soft toy a log a modified balance beam whatever you can think of but we've got to develop their confidence first because if a child loses their confidence in their balance and even you and I if we lose our confidence in our balance we take shorter more hesitant steps we have a slower reaction time because we're in our minds feeling nervous and then obviously that's going to impact our balance so there's a few things for you to think about all about balance two stages of balance proactive planning to possibly lose our balance and reactive we've lost our balance we've had a little trip and we've recorrected our posture so that we stay upright and those three systems of balance we've got our vision our vestibular system and our somatosensory so Or if I can hope that you can take away, let's have healthy challenges with our balance where we slowly push children out of their comfort zone, but we don't cause them any harm, of course. And then the other things that I'd love for you to try is just seeing if you can be near the child as the child is balancing, but try not to hold their hand. If you feel you have to hold their hand, just lower the challenge, bring the balance beam closer to the ground or make them balance over soft items instead of complicated items outside. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. I hope you've got a few more tips and tricks for balance. Always continue this conversation if you need on Instagram, Facebook or LinkedIn. I'm always here to continue to answer your questions. If you have a case study, a child in mind that you'd like to have some ideas about, feel free to let me know and we can always brainstorm some ideas on how we can help. Have a fantastic day and I'll be chatting to you soon. Bye. You have been listening to Robin Papworth, exercise physiologist, developmental educator, speaker, author, mum of three from Play, Move, Improve. If you have enjoyed our content, please leave a review on iTunes, Spotify or on our website, playmoveimprove.com.au. Have a great day.